And we are back. <laughs> How about we play Bob Dylan and just fart all through the whole thing? <laughs> I was going. I was. I was. I was hoping I had a chance to do a fart right before the end. Just to get it out. Ready. Oh, that's really cool. We'll do it now. Fart on Bob. I only have one fart sound though, so it's not. I could do others, but it, you know, it takes time to find. Smoke weed every day. Everybody must get stoned. Did you see the AMA for Ken Bone? Uh, I. <laughs> what I know happened is that people then looked at his history because he used his Reddit yes, account like yeah. an idiot. Yeah. 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 <sighs> and then it wasn't that bad. He was commenting on pregnant porn. Yeah, right? no, his his stuff turned out not to be that bad, but it was bad enough that that he lost his America's sweetheart kind of thing which is actually probably fine yeah because but so i read his ama and i mean he internet's good i mean he like was like you know for the reddit you know he's in you know he's up on the memes and you know it was a fun read you know he was pretty witty you know pretty down to earth not trying to you know play ken bone the guy on tv but ken bone who he is and i mean it, it was cool it was pretty cool. Game You're here. a Ken Bone fan? Eh, I'm not sure if our politics line up, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, well, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy for I'm happy for a regular Joe getting his 15 minutes of fame. Well, he, beyond, I mean, like I said, most people are now like trying to distance themselves from Ken Bone because apparently he said some dirty things or something. I don't. Mm. I didn't see anything bad. That's too bad, at least, but enough to enough to piss off one. Because so, the thing about you mentioned in the pre-show, one thing is like the the two Americas thing, mm-hmm. you know that that whole yeah. concept, which has been around for a while, but it feels starker now. But there is, it's easier to offend one side or the other side by saying the wrong thing. And his appeal was generally to one side, and he was saying things that were mm-hmm. fitting that side's narrative. And that's his meta narrative, I guess. So, yeah. But it's also kind of. Oh, I took a little too much. If you want some, I can give you. That's all right. Um, he's a real person in the internet age. Yeah. Right. And that's. I think that. It's still early, but I mean, in twenty years, your expectation of a public person is going to be. Or maybe not a public person, but a regular person is going to be completely different. Right? Well, it already is. I mean, when you think about this, um, think about how in the in the nineties, you know, Bill Clinton was really like he, he had he had to say he didn't smoke marijuana. Like he he had at one time he didn't inhale. There was a, a justice in like eighty seven or something who didn't get on the Supreme Court because he had smoked marijuana in college. Mm-hmm. And now that's like... Yeah, like, people... No care. no one gives a shit about that. In fact, you know, Obama did coke. And people are unfazed by it. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, I mean, th- these things evolve. Right. Yeah, so I, I think it's going to be more and more common that your politicians aren't going to be... You know... I, I think Trump may have killed skeletons in closets. I mean, 
I mean, I you know, I don't want to get you don't want to get political, but this yeah. is a political thing. This is a, a cultural, it's, yeah, thing. cultural, culturally. I, I don't I, think skeletons in closets are going to be worth shit anymore. It's, I mean, unless you're doing illegal. Well, no. I mean, how do I want to he, phrase here's this? The thing. So I think the skeleton in the closet only works if you're trying to put apart that you're a pious person, mm-hmm. which Trump never really was. Yeah. Uh, his his problem comes when he directly. It goes directly against the person he's trying to put out. You know, when, when he's directly saying, mm-hmm. like, I didn't grope these people and then there's stuff coming out that he did. But that's the... Have you seen how ugly they are? There's no way I'd grope them. Yeah, that... that, that that's kinda, the... Sp- I mean, I thought That's the kind this, of thing that's, that's expected of Trump now. Oh, it hurts me so bad. Yeah. I thought he was a despicable human being, and now he's... Saying he didn't assault women because oh, I want to, yeah, I, I want to take back something that I, that I talked about earlier about Trump because I, I I said earlier that I thought he was smart, he knows what he's doing. Now I'm starting to think that he's more an Inspector Gadget type figure. Where I don't know if you remember Inspector Gadget, mm-hmm. no, but I he was an idiot, and it was just his his uh, daughter or whatever, and their dog, and he and the dog, yeah, pointed them, pointed him in the right direction. He just spewed. And he happened to, you know, happened to point him in the right area to spew. Mm-hmm. And that's more what I think of Trump is now. They, he's got people who point him in a certain direction. He just goes. And he's just being used by people as a... <sighs> he has a bit of an ivory tower thing going on, right? He's isolated. He doesn't... Now, I'm not saying that if he had all the information, he would act sanely. But no, I don't think he's a person who cares. Right. He's playing me. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what mm. what the extent of of his knowledge of the situation is versus the other people who are using him. Whether it's acknowledged that he's a Russian patsy, or whether he, you know, or whether he just thinks he's coming up with these ideas on his own and Russia's using him. Uh, either way is is disturbing. I don't think he's going to win, so it's not that much of a problem. It's more of the effect when he loses what that has on the culture. And there's a real problem with the way that Republicans like Ryan are sort of tacitly supporting him because they're the ones who are going to... They are going to either face the fact that half of their... At least half of their constituency now thinks that they are traitors or... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they, or they supported a despicable. Or they supported a despicable person, and so it's it's a it's a losing battle. His the, the best option I still think is is to to denounce him because at least that gives a some reasonable future in the non crazy area. But who knows? At this point, it, it's all up in the air. I can't. I like I said. I expect Clinton to win. I don't know whether this can. Truly going to happen because I can't predict these things anymore. Okay. These are, these I wasn't are... necessarily intending to play this song. I just picked another album and hit play. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping for stuff I hadn't, you know, I'm not familiar uh, with. Oh, well, you can skip this. Yeah, song. we can skip it. Everyone knows this song. That's the first song on the album. That's interesting. It, it, it happens. Well, 
How can I get to a view archive channel? Here we go. I still think there was stuff in 397. I want to make sure. Probably, you know, quicker to use the command K to switch to channels than... Because I don't even know where the view archive link is. I just... If I want to find an old channel, I just use command K to choose it. Command K... It doesn't do it. You don't get I'm it. not in the... I'm not in the... I'm in the web version. No, you should. You should. Oh, you're in the... Oh, yeah. Go back to the regular UI. The, this is like the... Go back to the regular Slack where you can actually post stuff. CraftyRenew.slack.com Yeah, so okay. that, now Command K. And then type 397. Alright, 397 didn't have anything. Let's see if there's anything in 396. Uh, okay. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Beer industry lobbies for a marijuana buzzkill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Massachusetts beer distributors in Boston beer fight against legalization. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, the, the, the premise of the story is that there's only so much, some intoxicant out there. Right. And if you're going to lose some of your share to marijuana, you know. But there's only so much alcohol out there and you're already losing, I guess that's, that's the point, they're already losing their share to alcohol pops and other thing, and they don't want to lose that to... Mm-hmm. I think it's a reasonable concern. I don't think that's a good reason to lobby for it to continue to stay illegal. Yeah. Uh, it it feels, seems self-serving, yes, for sure. Yes, it feels very self-serving and very short-sighted. Um, because who knows? I mean, we, we got that press release about the beer that that's, you know has cannabinoids in it. And you know who knows what you can do by combining those things together, and how you'll be able to mm-hmm. to make things work. It, it seems like that. It seems like it's better to open up and to let the market have its say than to restrict the market artificially by making things, by keeping things illegal. Right. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, marijuana is not my thing. Right. I had the opportunity last October to try it. We did it while you were drunk. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not the same okay. thing. We'll, we'll try it again when you're not drunk. I, I, I kind of thought, like, maybe if you're drunk, you'll enjoy it more, but it, it, it pulled you in the wrong direction. But I think that you can have it without. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. At the same time. So, like, my, my opinion right now is, like, there wasn't. I didn't notice any enjoyable aspect to it, you know? And maybe the drunk masked all the enjoyable aspects. I would expect. Oh, there was this one thing that I can kind of imagine is fun when you're not fall down drunk, but uh, clearly people enjoy. It. Uh, sure, I'm just uh, sure I'll try it again. I guess but you you only had it when you were very drunk. I wasn't very drunk. When yes, I had it. you were taking it made me feel like I was. Very you were drunk you're like I remember the first time you were definitely very drunk, and the second time you were so drunk that you told me to give it to you. So. Well, it took down the inhibition, but I wasn't. <laughs> but, I mean, the idea was, was is to... The idea with you having it with beer was to get you to drop a little bit of that inhibition, but you right. had it when you were very... Very gone on alcohol already, and so it just made things worse. Uh, whereas, I think that, you know, if we do it in the same sort of way without you... Again, but I mean, it's different when you smoke it versus when you eat it, mm-hmm. and then when you ingest it. But it, it's we can give you enough that it gives you a little bit of a buzz without getting you crazy. 
or feeling of things, and actually you might enjoy it. You might. Reefer Madness! You might enjoy it. You might not. I mean, hey, it's not, it's not for everybody. But uh, it is widely accepted and, and appreciated by people. So there's something there. Right. I mean, so is heroin, right? But I mean, there, there's... But yeah, again, like, with heroin, there's something there. So it's... Right. Uh, for you to, to, to just hate it seems a bit not right. It seems like that doesn't... You should there, there should be you should understand a, a little bit about why yeah. people enjoy it. Good point. Yeah, may, maybe it is. I just don't see what I'm missing. So for people at following along at home who don't know, when we were out in Denver last year, you know, pot's legal out there, and I don't have to worry about screening or anything like that. It's kind of you know the handbook is kind of just lip service on that kind of thing. So you know. So I, I figured, what the heck, I'll give it a try. I'm not breaking any laws. Um, but I don't smoke things. I've never... Mm-hmm. <laughs> by the same argument you just had, maybe I should try a cigarette, though. That's the thing. Well, you know? I, yeah, <laughs> well, I, I don't think that smoke... I understand why you would be against smoking things, but you, in, you ingest in the air things... Smoke from cars and and trucks and shit. That's even worse all the time. One time smoking something isn't going to ruin your lungs forever, and especially if you don't do it all the time, right. it's not going to kill you. I I just don't like smoke. I, I, I don't like smoke. I understand. That, that's you know, it's just that's just the personal preference. But you can also do like a vaporizer where it doesn't taste or as anything like smoke because it's it's cooled down. It's really just mm-hmm. sort of a part of the air. Would you be into that? If it doesn't have the propylene glycol in it, maybe. Yeah, you can do that without the propylene glycol. Yes, it's not like um, one of those... Uh, I mean, th- there are those that you can just vape. Mm-hmm. But there's... Um, just you know, just take the flour and you put it into a vaporizer. and it gets it, What it does is it um, heats it to the right temperature where it doesn't so much smoke as, as fill the air with the, co- with, with the mm. compounds. But it... it if you I, breathe in, it just it doesn't feel like anything because it's not like yeah, a smoke. I don't know. My, I, inhaling is is not my thing. I mean, if you're saying that it's completely different, then there's no edible way to get the same experience. There isn't an edible way to get the same experience. Mm. There's this edible way to get a, a sort of similar experience, but it's different in terms of how it affects you. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have really huge turn off about inhaling smoke, vapor, whatever. Um, so when I tried it, the thing—I I think I only had your tincture, right? Because the edibles yeah. were the tincture was measurable, where the edibles are kind of roll the dice, and and I didn't. I went to Denver to have a great time, and I didn't want a bad trip or anything like right. that to, yeah. to, to to knock me out. So he had this tincture, and. So I put a couple new drops on my tongue. So and you kept said, drinking. So you said I had it twice. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I remember... The second time was, was when I was excoriating you about the uh, high fives. and Yeah, I remember that time. And then... We had it earlier than that. Earlier than that. Which... Oh, okay, I'm kind of blending the two, I think. But what it did was, you know, I was... I was buzzed. I, was, I wouldn't say I was drunk. He was drunk. Greg would say I was drunk. Particularly the second time. I was really drunk. 
Well, it was after after GABF, man. Yeah. But Both um, times were after GABF. Were they? Okay. Anyway, it took me from feeling, you know, ahead of the curve, managing my sobriety, to, like, puking drunk. Like, like it made me feel like I had like, got way behind the curve and was just sloppy. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's what it did. It made me sloppy drunk. And uh, so it just you know made me feel like I had like five more beers like right away. It's yeah. So you had a. I gave you a bad experience because I didn't properly give you the the, the proper experience. But uh, no, you, you could get a better uh, experience for sure. And I think you 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 could be fine with a tincture as long as you don't do it when you're that. You know, one beer or two mm. beers, but not that many. And I think you would. Because really, like just the tincture, if you do it right, it it kind of just feels like a. I I don't know how else to explain it, but just kind of like a, a slight, slight lifting, off your feet. I don't know how else to explain it, but it just feels like a slight kind of buzz, around you. Okay, it's it's nice. It's actually pretty nice. It's mm-hmm. a nice sort of feeling. Uh, that you can get from the tincture, but it's different than the one you get, like just by just by doing an inhalation, you get the whole effect that, that most people talk about when where like they, they think about ideas and they have all these crazy things that they think about and it's interesting and there's all this mm. stuff that, that goes on in their head. That's the kind of experience that you really want to have. And that I don't think you can get that any other way besides just biting the bullet and doing the inhalation. But mm. That's a good experience. It is. And it's, it's interesting because so, a lot of times the stuff you come up with is ridiculous. Sometimes you come up with some very interesting things. Sometimes, because what it does is the drug essentially makes you think that everything you're thinking about is very interesting. And so you double down on thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Occasionally that allows you to think of some interesting things. Sometimes it makes you think ridiculous things. Either way is fun, but it does give you a way of understanding concepts because your brain is working overtime essentially on those concepts. So uh, I I think of it because I've, I've done it with physics before. It helped me understand electromagnetism. It did. It helped right. me get past a certain part and helped me understand a, a, a bit about um, transverse waves, really. It helped me understand that, that concept. Right. So it's like... It, were there times when, when I when I thought that uh, I understood what the birds were saying to each other? Yeah, it's not always going to be uh, an enlightening experience. <laughs> it, it will feel like it will be, but you'll right. be able to come back later and say, "Okay, that was stupid." <laughs> but there are times where you're like, "Yeah, I got this," and the marijuana helped. Okay. Yeah, I don't I have to get over my I mean, my the same up. way that I suppose meth would help you clean up your house, right? It's 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 not it's not because it's magic. It's because that's what the drug does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, the drug makes you think about things, makes them feel very interesting, and so you will pontificate longer. And sometimes you'll come up with good things because of that. Okay. Just Maybe. like alcohol will help you in social situations. Sometimes not to your advantage <laughs> but sometimes to your advantage right, right? sometimes it's advantageous mm-hmm. sure 
I just gotta give her my hang-up of inhaling things. Yeah, I, yeah, and I understand hang-ups, and I understand that hang-up. It's, it, it's similar to my father. My father has this hang-up. I mean, his, his, his father died of emphysema. He doesn't want to smoke anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get it. But at the same time, I also think, open yourself up to the experience. And as long as it's not something you do all the time, it's not... You should. It's like. It's like if you're afraid of spiders, sometimes holding a tarantula may help, as opposed right. to hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so to fight flyer fatigue, Sierra Nevada introduced Pale Ale and Torpedo line extensions in 2017. What is so? Is that sort of that, like right? what Stone is doing or did or? What? Oh, oh, oh! We oh the stone thing. Oh, we forgot about that. Oh, the layoffs and shit. Yeah. So Stone, in the midst of their big expansion, where they have a Germany and they have something in, uh, on the East Coast, now they laid off two hundred people, and I was like, "What? Wait a minute! You did all this expansion, but you now you're laying off two hundred people. That feels wrong." Um. Well, they had the two hundred wrong people hired. I mean, they got to hire the right people. 200 and like they understand you understand five you understand 10 even might understand 15 or 20 but 200 feels like you made a mistake how many employees they have i think it was in the like it was somewhere around 1200 or 1600 is that area it's pretty big now it's big but laying off 1200 means it's more than just the people who didn't do their jobs generally no, but it's uh, so. When I said you have the wrong people, not necessarily bad employees, but the wrong employees—they're not doing the right tasks. Right, but uh, you know that's a. Uh, so it does, I think, affect the general mood of this whole because because the craft beer industry right now is in this transition where there's this like the sort of socialist concept of it, and then there's this very capitalist concept of it, and they're clashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but the concept that, that one of the things that one of the breweries that was very much on the socialist side is then dropping employees feels like a major clash on that. So it feels like a big, right? A big uh, explosion on that side. I feel like a big burst of energy on on the socialist side. I mean, their wait staff's probably a big percentage of bartenders and wait staff. I mean, we're all bistro and gardens. You know, the restaurants they have they have a couple uh-huh. tap rooms in the San Diego area. You know, they have more, so they don't just have like two, three breweries, right? They have. Are they paying the weights of a salary, or, or is it the same as normal, where it's just it's a tiny? Sal- it, it's not. Uh, even a salary. I don't it's, know, it's but t- and we keep that in. I'm, I'm not justifying this. I'm just saying keep in mind that they have the three breweries, but then they have like I think like four. Like tap rooms in like the San Diego area, uh-huh. you know. So they have like other retail establishments which all carry weight staff. So I mean, is that where the? I, I, no, no, I don't know anything really. I'm just saying, when you think of a, a brewery at 1,200 people, where are all these people working? And you know, so it's not just a brewery, right? It's a it's a restaurant group too. It's you know, that's all I was saying. That's all. Yeah, I I, I know that it. It caused consternation in the brewing community. Yeah. I don't know much about it. I do know that 200 people were laid off. Um, it, it's... You can't just... 
Well, you know my feelings about mm-hmm. the whole brewing industry. I, I feel it's funny because I'm essentially a socialist, and I feel that the brewing industry needs to embrace capitalism. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you you can you know make fun of me all I want for for my weird uh, contrary opinions there, but I I think I have good reasons for my feelings there. I mean, I feel like. I, I want socialism as sort of the general rule that we that we don't let people die on the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want a capitalism in the markets because I want that to be continually refreshed and then be constantly. There, there needs to be that struggle at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just I don't want people who to who fail to be on the street. That's that's the difference. So that that's where the socialism comes in. Is I feel like. I'm okay with protecting the people who fail, even if they continually fail and fail and fail. I'm fine with that because I think that most people don't want to do that. Uh, and it's okay to fail and fail and fail. We should still protect you as a human. But a business can't fail and fail and fail. That needs to have a certain point where you abandon it. Right. I'm okay with abandoning. I'm okay. With letting businesses die, just not people. That's where it comes down to. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting times. I mean, you've been calling for a bubble, you know, pop, or at least contraction for years now. I thought there was more headroom. But, I mean, all these stories, the Sierra Nevada, the, the flagship fatigue, there's a lot of interesting issues that people have to deal with um well this thing about the you know marijuana is, is another issue like mm-hmm. they're they feel that there's a ceiling that's why they need this to, to not get marijuana because they feel there's a there's a ceiling to their growth yeah it's um it's very I mean, it, it's, it's a it's a dynamic complex system and you know i don't know where i stand on this thing you know i mean it does seem like the craft, you know, the, the kind of the craft that I see is moving towards hyper-local. I mean, with all these breweries in town and you're getting your freshest beer at the tap rooms, you know, things like that, you know, it, it just perpetuates the hyper-local. Go to the brewery to get the beer thing. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to dry log and get beers like this, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, there's something behind this. You know, you, you kind of fall into that. You know what I'm saying, right? You just yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. And um, that's bad news for the the national established brands like Sierra Nevada and Stone and Oscar Blues. I saw another article about Stone. It's like, what happens when you know you're the the um, the punk brewery who now uh, there's kids of your initial drinkers that are drinking now and see them as the establishment. Yeah. Um, what happens when you're a band like Green Day and you were punk and then you turn into a pop and now you're old? Well, you either become the Rolling Stones or you become... Not the Rolling Stones. Not the Rolling Stones. I mean, you, you, you embrace it or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think they're going on the... On the I know they're, they're releasing new albums, so they're going in the angle of sort of embracing it, I suppose. But I don't know whether they're going to be like as popular as Rolling Stones. I don't see what reason why they shouldn't, why they wouldn't be. I mean, they're, they're the same. They're not exactly. Neither of them are exactly like brilliant, mm-hmm. but they're good enough. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Good point. Speaking of the many variables in the situation, it reminds me of entropy. We talked a little bit about that uh, last time because we were talking about the, the chicken the egg mm-hmm. situation. But uh, do you know the entropy equation from Boltzmann, the Boltzmann equation? I don't. No. So this is S is your entropy, and it is equal to K. It's a measure of entropy, I should say. And K is a, it's a constant. It's like... Uh, 3 to the 10 to the negative 23 or something like that. Anyway, it's not that important. Uh, it's just some constant. in the natural log of W. And W is really interesting because W is the amount of possible states in the situation. This is the entropy of a natural ga- of, a, of an ideal gas. Mm-hmm. So essentially you have a, a bunch of uh, if a bunch of molecules or whatever mm-hmm. in a situation, they have all inelastic collisions totally ideal situation mm-hmm. and uh, and this has to do with the case do with the pressure and the density and all that other stuff but anyway the point is that um w is the united states says that's the possible configurations that this could be in. Mm-hmm. so in some volume of space there's a possible configuration of all the molecules and there are a whole bunch of those possible configurations of molecules and it's saying that uh this is how you calculate sort of the entropy of a system with this kind of equation and that this would always go up and up and up because the amount of states is going to constantly uh, essentially go up and up and up. Okay. I'm not sure I understand states in a um, container of an ideal gas. So there's... All right, so if you start with a container of an ideal gas where all of the molecules are all on one side... Right, and there's maybe I'm forgetting what an ideal gas is. I thought an ideal gas was, by definition, equally distributed. Uh, an ideal gas is totally inelastic collisions and uh, equal. Uh... <laughs> I, I I so what I was remembering was an ideal gas is a gas that is already. Fielded space. Well, they occupy. Is... It occupies negligible space and has no interactions. Um, so it obeys the gas laws exactly. Okay. But if you, uh... so you have a valve in your container and you're putting gas yeah. in the container, it's going to start more so you dense get the, by the, the valve. P, the pressure and, and volume is equal to the N, which is sort of the amount of the substance. Right. So, so ideal gas, gas means that you're going to use the simple equations. Yeah. Right. That's all it means, right? Basically, yeah. So you use the simple equation, but then you talk about the, the possible configurations of the system. Uh, and a, a possible configuration system would be all the molecules are over here on one side. So you say, well, what are the possible, what are the possible configurations of space where th- that matches Where's time this? work into that? Or is, is it inside W or what? Uh, time would... Be inside this, I believe. Let me take a look at the uh, Boltzmann equation. Boltzmann equation. The K. Uh, it's a good question. It's a very good question. Just want to get the the right answer here. It's the entropy formula. Uh, K 
K is joules per Kelvin. Okay. So, and joules is... But the number of states should increase, possible states should increase over time, right? Right. And joules are the, uh, the force of one Newton acts an object in the direction of motion through a distance of one meter. Again, that's not time. So time has to be in the... It's uh, interesting question. Uh, time has to be then in the states. Right. Because the, the, right? the states are... are the, as time increases, the amount of states increases, I suppose you would say. Right. So you're, you're putting gas into the container through a valve, right? No, no. You have, you have gas in, in a container. The, no, no, no gas introduced. Nothing is being introduced into here. This is simply over time what happens in the situation. And essentially, the, the gas will spread out all over. Sure. So you can't get it into one area again. The, the, this if the configuration gas is, is really If the gas has been in the, in the container for an infinitely long time, then it's going to be equally distributed. Right. So time has to. So time, the gas has to be actually put in the container at a certain point. Well, the the, the gas starts in the container in, in one area because it was put there. It was put there. Well, it doesn't matter what what because well, how is she gonna put gas? It's an ideal I, situation. It doesn't. It, it's not considering how it gets put in there because obviously that introduces. Cause then you have to consider turbulence and flow and that kind of stuff. This is not considering any of that. This is just sort of nailing it down to the very basics. But essentially, the, the idea is that this situation is very very rare sure. and this situation would be extremely rare for all the molecules to be in one corner of the thing and then well, how can that even happen there'll be high pressure there as it's spread out it's, it, it's unlikely to happen because the percentage of, of states that this is happening is so tiny that uh, this this would essentially never happen but you could come up with a a way for this to happen but uh, it's unlikely. Okay. So it, it just means that um, distribution of things tends to go in. It tends to spread out. Things, and and there's, there's a really interesting concept that comes from this, which is that you have entropy as a kind of increasing, a constantly increasing value, mm-hmm. right? But what about the complexity of a situation? Um, I don't... So think about... Um, think about the situation where you said, as you said here... Is it, is it like a bell curve or something? Because once it gets random, it's less complex? Right. Because you start... Exactly. You start with something all on here. And as you said, it will tend to be an equal distribution. In the middle, though... There's a lot of complexity going on. There's sort of tendrils of this gas reaching out mm-hmm. and, and adding a lot of complex situations. So the complexity starts low, goes high, and then it goes low again. So a complex situation occurs in the middle of this kind of mm-hmm. entropy situation. And you have a long tail on either side. Right. So that, that leads to a lot of interesting phenomena. So well, you can, because so you, you have... I mean, so... Let me take a stab here. You, you kind of have a gnome state at the beginning, at the end. The beginning, it's all in one corner. At the end, you can expect an equal distribution. So those are like two known states. Right. But, but two known states both middle, not really very interesting, right? Because there's not really there's not a lot 
happening. There, there's mm-hmm. a small concentration here. There's a vast space, and that's low entropy, but low complexity. You have a major distribution that's high entropy, but low complexity because it's just everywhere you look, it's the same. Mm-hmm. It's a normal, you know, it's completely. Yeah, there's no patterns. Right? Yeah, no pattern. But in the middle, you have these really complex situations that happen as the stuff, as the stuff goes into from this small configuration to this. Does the complexity decay at the same rate that it builds? I mean, is it is it like in the middle or is it? That's an interesting you, question. Because you could see, I could kind of imagine how it would actually lean to the right, the curve, right, where there would be more complexity lasting longer until like it, it falls off faster. That's a good build slow point. and falls I, off. I faster. don't know the answer to that question. That's a very good observation. I don't don't have a uh, I don't have an answer to that. Um, I would suspect that you're right, but I don't know for sure. Because what? How do you really measure complexity? Mm-hmm. That's a hard. That, that's a hard thing because you're measuring, or you're you're. Well, in, you're looking for structure. Or you're looking like for, in, the, in this experiment. You're looking for structure. Yeah. And when the structure ceases to be, you're at a random distribution. But if you still can find structure, then there's complexity there, right? Right. I mean, look at the universe, right? Not everything's randomly distributed yet, so there's lots of complexity. So there's lots of complexity, but eventually it will be, ultimately, a random. We think. Ultimately, random distribution. Ultimately, just a heat death. Mm-hmm. So it'll be essentially the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, so it's going to be ultimately that way. And it started out ultimately a very low entropy but low complexity situation where everything was more or less the same. Right. But we're in a complex middle. So there's, but it, it gives an answer to the question of where does complex, how can you get complexity in an increasing entropy situation? It's because, well, it's kind of you're, you're kind of forced to. Doing the distribution mm-hmm. requires it to be, or at least by because the distribution can't be ideal. It doesn't work that way. You have to deal with flow and turbulence mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. True. So if you can solve the Navier-Stokes equations, Navier-Stokes equations, then maybe you could. Find the answer to all your problems. All right. Cool. Sunday night. You want to go? Wrap yeah. It up. Sounds good to me. Thanks, everybody. Four hundred is uh, on its way eventually. Talk to you then. <laughs>